sure we're not live? I, I'm, I don't. Sure we're not live. Yeah, I really don't like that I see the lights. I know, but it's okay. We're not live. We're not live, right? Beep, boop, 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 Yeah, boop. that would be pretty embarrassing. Nope. Chode. Like, I record with Dylan Fuck! and Jason every Ball week. Touch. Dude! <laughs> I record with Dylan and Jason every week, and the lights never come on. And, uh, yep, that's Lights right. only come that's on. That's the way to do it, too. Yeah. But, do we but, want to do it like this? Then we can't hear each other, really. Still recording. We can do it like this, but we can't hear each other. Oh. Because I will right? admit I don't record with cans with D&J. Okay. Right. All right. So That's you fine. Cans, okay. Then there we go. Then the lights got to be on. You got to be right. nervous. But we're not on the air. But I'm, we're not on the air. I'm very... If we are on the air, it no longer is my fault. <laughs> I, I believe you said that okay. last week. Right. Yeah, seriously. That means that somewhere, something is effed up somewhere else. Russell! And yeah, it's Russell's fault. Today on the Geek Out Podcast, there's an escape room modeled after Hopper's cabin from Stranger Things, but the twist is, it's the actual cabin from the show. We review and recommendation The Boys and Hobbs and Shaw. <laughs> Post-Disney purchase, up to half of Fox's upcoming movies could go directly to Disney Plus or Hulu. And now we have a bundled U.S. price details for that Disney Plus and Hulu, along with ESPN, and we want that here in Canada, too, please and thanks. Nerdy is the new sexy. It's good to be a geek. The Zones Geek Out, the podcast. Hi, it's the Geek Out Podcast, episode 45. It's really echoey in here. Hello. I, I can only hear the station through my headphones. Oh, uh, dude. Okay, here's so. Oh okay, hang on a second. Gosh. Okay, so. You go ahead. Okay, yeah. Uh, it's April 8th, 2019, as we record this. Uh, we uh, have taken another field trip out of the closet in which we normally record. Uh, into zone control. So Thanks, Paul. it's not like Paul is not ignoring his job being on air. Oh, I'm ignoring it. Okay, Paul is ignoring his job being don't on air. Don't call here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, don't don't call here days ago. Just just time travel. Oh no, we're not time travel again. I'm Webmeister Bud. I host Bud's Weekly Geek Out Wednesdays at 7:20 with Dylan and Jason in the Morning Zone. I'm DJ Boytano. You can hear me every weekday afternoon at 5 o'clock in a show that we call The Afternoon Zone. I'm Paul, <laughs> and uh, I host that Afternoon Zone. There it is! <laughs> Thank you. We're finally all back in sync, almost. <laughs> uh, my name's Art. I'm a reporter, and sometimes I'm on that Afternoon Zone show as well. And we are missing <laughs> Kirsten James this week. She is in Vegas. Celebrating her brother's 30th birthday. Happy birthday, Ryan. I haven't seen any stories from her with the grasshoppers. Because no, you, I know. Me too. Do you know yeah. that's a thing, right? Like, I'm Vegas terrified is, for her. Oh, it's biblical. And so surprised that she hasn't sent anything like that. Yeah. And I think she was going to go out looking for it, and she said she was going to be grossed out by it. She promised she'd be grossed out by it, but I haven't seen her like picking up huge heaping handfuls and scoops of live grasshoppers yet. I mean, you say going going looking for it, like it's not all over, it's just around that light beam that you were talking about? No, no, it's everywhere. Okay, so Apparently. how has she not seen them? Well, maybe she's just like sticking inside to casinos and whatnot. Which maybe I they're dealing with them now. Totally would if I was down. Maybe right now. news of these grasshoppers are is a little over exaggerated too. I'm not gonna over exaggerate a video that I'm watching with my own eyeballs. Oh man, speaking of hoppers, my eyeballs don't exaggerate to my brain. Grasshoppers. Hey brain, I got something for you. I'm never gonna blow your list. Paul, you're ruining Bud Segway. Trying to make a segue here, Paul. This week on Bud's Weekly Geek Out, I talked about the cabin that uh, uh, Chief of Police Jim Hopper used, lived in in Stranger Things. It's actually on this property called Sleepy Hollow Farms. It's in Powder Springs, uh, Georgia. 
about 30 minutes outside Atlanta. And so they, they went there to this property to film in the cabin. And now that it's not being used for filming, they've turned it into an escape room for Stranger Things fans. Which I think is a neat idea. I wish Kristen was here for this because she cares about that. Totally. <laughs> huh? Okay. And apparently that's well, all we're talking about with the geek out She today. did an escape room in Vegas and they got out. She did like. two. She did two. Yeah, in one well, night, go. I think. That's it, all I mean. She's really hot oh, for yeah. escape rooms. She and her husband are like, they're damn near professional uh, escape rumors. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she like yelled at me in Dallas in, in the escape room that we did downtown. <laughs> did she? We got scared and sat in the corner. <laughs> what was the rest of the room? <laughs> like you weren't pulling your weight or what? No, we were just trying something and she's like, guys, we're focusing on this one here. <laughs> oh, man. I was like, oh, I'm just going to go sit in the corner now. It was like, you're in the second group. In the first group, it was me and Jenny and and Megan and John, and we died. We, we we made a good effort for it, and we figured some things out. But then you guys went in, and I was kind of thinking about that. I was kind of thinking, like, okay, all right, Kirsten's yeah. going to crack the escape room whip, and apparently she did. <laughs> yeah, that's so it was funny. me, Quentin, and Dallas with her. So, Well, that's – we'll go on. She cracked, <laughs> she cracked the whip. I know, it is kind of neat, I guess. Um, we've said before, too, it's neat to, like, go to locations – and uh, for them to turn a location like this into something you can truly interact with is kind of a neat thing. But where, now, where do I have to go to do this again? Uh, Powder Springs, Georgia. Okay. Because so like, that's the actual <laughs> cabin. So that's the actual, that's where the cabin is right. located that they use as a set for this. Right. And honestly, I mean, speaking of Georgia, The Walking Dead would make a killing doing, um, you know, properly themed escape rooms. But with, they do like know. horror mazes in Universal and stuff. Oh, see, I didn't know that. Yeah. Okay. Did I uh, was too scared to go in. They do it in Las Vegas <laughs> as well. On the yeah. old strip, they do like a Walking Dead branded. It's like, uh, I think cool. it's just a maze you walk through and there's zombies. Yeah, and it's, it's basically one of those things where you just walk through and then throughout the maze you end up becoming like a part of like, oh, here's the jail set. Oh, right. here's like the farmhouse or whatever. And then zombies pop out at you and you scream and that's pretty much it. Georgia, huh? I love watching that on Ellen because she makes her producer uh, go through all of those at Halloween because he reacts the funniest. Right. And so now that's a tradition every Halloween. Those are pretty funny. Georgia must have really low taxes for productions to shoot there, I feel like. I suppose so. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot. And it's like similar climate to California, right? Who has notoriously high taxes. So that's an interesting thing about that. So we had, you know, a plan-ish. We had sort of a cue sheet put together, um, which I will fully admit, I am, I am the one obsessed with the sections and everything. And <laughs> oh, okay, fair enough. Uh, but late-ish breaking news has come in um, just regarding the acquisition of 20, 21st Century Fox. 20th Century Fox? 21st? I don't know. Uh, by Disney. And the news came out in an investor call that up to half of Fox's upcoming movies could not go to theaters and might instead end up straight on Disney Plus or Hulu. Boom! Wow. Well, it kind of makes sense, right? Because that, mm-hmm. and so the article states, actually even the, the article kind of next to that one on the cue sheet, they both state that they got, when they got Fox, they didn't anticipate how much money was going to be at a loss from Fox Properties, mainly due to Dar- uh, Dark Phoenix, Dark Phoenix oh, yeah. the, X, the last <laughs> X-Men movie. Right. Oh, so a- they said they got they got Fox, uh, or, or Fox basically lost, I guess in the last year, like $170 million. It's a lot of money. Which mathematically makes sense because Dark Phoenix made... Or Wait, has cost- anyone here seen that movie yet? No, 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 <laughs> no. exactly. Mm-hmm. So, But Dark Phoenix cost 200 
million dollars to make oh. and only made like 30 something million dollars so yeah it, mathematically it made sense in terms of like how wow. much money they lost now art you yelled no or boo or i made a noise <laughs> why how why? come why why does everything have to go to streaming like I mean, that's where we're going in this world. It's, Everything it's, is streaming. I think you just answered your own question. That's where we're going. In I this know, world. but we're it going. sucks. That doesn't mean I have to get on board with it. No? Why? I don't why, like it. Though? Why does it suck? Well, because why can't we have things that go to the theater? You still, still like the experience, yeah, right? I see. Like... You and I go to the theater almost once a week, Paul. Yeah, that's right. It's still a thing, right? Yeah, but you know what? For most movies, it doesn't need to be. And for the level of properties and stuff that Fox generally owns and puts out, I don't need to drag my ass to a theater to see I that. I think it's also, like, you answered your own question in terms of, like, when you asked if any of us went to see Dark Phoenix. Okay. We didn't because we kind of knew it was going to be shitty. But, like, all of the money they put into marketing and stuff, that's money lost for them. So it's just a business decision. Right? Yeah, I, I get it. But sports is going to streaming, too. And that is that is one of the dumbest things. I hate it. Well, I hate it. Live sports, I can't watch a stream thing. I want to watch something that's live, that's in the moment. And you want to be at like a bar or something? Yeah. Yeah. No, I, 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 I this, hate that, that, that sports is going to streaming as well. I got this thing called live streams. <laughs> <laughs> but what is it? Is it because of like the the bit of the de- uh, delay? Yeah, delay. That is, that is part of the thing, you too. Know, I don't like PVR already. any sports. Yeah, I won't yeah. do it. And I won't I, do it. I totally feel you on that. But that's what I mean. Like, just put it live. It'll be a live stream for sports. Yeah. I would be so down with that. It's yeah. just the method by which it comes to us instead of broadcasting through the air and twinkles yeah. through our and TV. The, the amount of delay that we're, right? we're talking about in terms of live streaming versus old school like television signals beaming through the air yeah. is I mere, think, mere, mere like seconds. I think it's antenna twinkles. I antenna think twinkles, <laughs> yeah. That's right. So that we're talking about seconds in terms of, in terms of a delay. So you're not really getting much of a difference, especially if everybody's getting that. Right. I haven't so watched. I don't know, man. I see stuff on Twitter that comes out before, like way, like oh wow. I just know there's a uh, yeah, there's a touchdown of... in this game. Three minutes later, there's a touchdown on my DAZN. Oh, huh. oh is that know? the like, yeah. ESPN? Okay. Yeah. That's, well, that's for your fault for being on Twitter while you're watching the game. <laughs> I know you like to tweet about the touch balls. I that live. Happen. I live tweet things. Yeah. Yeah. But here's <laughs> I think I haven't watched sports ball game the one on TV in years. Because mostly I don't have cable. I'm not going to pay. I don't prioritize it to a place where that's really the only thing you get on cable anymore is sports ball. So now if it's, if it's like bundled in and there's a SPN, what is it called, Art? Yeah, ESPN. If that's bundled <laughs> in and it's like, oh, uh, big sports ball game for my cubbies tonight or whatever, I'll dial that up and have it on in the house and sleep to it. Okay, or if the World Series is on and that's a big news thing as well, and I'm invested in it all, I'll dial that up, right? I don't have to go to a bar anymore, although that's a fun experience too. I get it. But wouldn't you have liked to just gone over to somebody's house during the Raptors run when we were watching all those games? No. Rather than have to go out and spend $40 on mozzarella sticks every single time? No, it was an event. We had fun with it. I still, I'm still on the old school. Go to the bar, you know. Like I'm still, I'm still on that. Well, you're on that, but then you're also on the live tweeting, which is very, very new school, which is causing <laughs> things to get spoiled for you. Apparently, <laughs> right. it's you true. know, it's true. It's a problem. As for things like movies going straight to streaming, I think it just makes so much sense. Look at we all. Bird Box was a tultru- cultural touchstone of our time, right? <laughs> 
It sucked. It's a garbage movie. But I'm so glad I didn't have to pay theater prices for that. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. What if all that hype had been built up through their good marketing, but then we have to drag out our asses to the theater and sit there and shell out day dollars? I think that was the reason why I didn't give it a lower review is because I didn't really have to pay anything extra. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> There's so much content that's that level. And that's what I'm saying. These properties are there, I think, for the most part. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, shove them on your dumb streaming service. Because it's funny because, like, in, in relation to that, like, when The Walking Dead did their Comic-Con thing and they announced um, – they kind of went back on their announcement because they originally said that the Rick Grimes trilogy is going to be on AMC, which is like, okay, great. I just got to wait for it to come out. Right. And then in uh, Comic-Con, they released this teaser trailer saying that it's going to be released in theaters. And instead of people being like, oh, oh. people were like – what the fuck, really? <laughs> pay more pay a for movie this? ticket for this? Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And he, most of us have gorgeous TVs. Yeah, that's the thing, right? Like the, the the watching experience is so much more comfortable for most people. Like you and I are. Yeah, we go to a movie theater every week practically. We are such an anomaly. We are okay. Most people would way rather stay home, turn the lights off, pause to go for a whiz, whatever it may be. You know, start it tonight, finish it tomorrow. I, I agree. That's not a pure way to enjoy a movie or an experience. I'll never fully turn into that person and abandon the movie theater. I like sitting in the dark with strangers. But most people, yeah, right? this is a very smart move. And but here's the other thing: when it gets like too fragmented or splintered, if like CBS All Access or Space Channel streaming or ABC Stream Live or whatever, if they start doing this to me, like, hey, you can only get this here on our streaming service, I'm like, frig you off, mm-hmm. okay? Well, I, you know that's going to happen. Yeah, but you know what? I'm I will ignore those things then. Mm-hmm. Or I'll start pirating again. But for the most part, if it's like if it's on Netflix or it's on this Disney bundle, which hopefully we'll all have, right, and we'll come to Canada, which we've all decided is a good uh, use of money and, like, we're just going to have it. Mm. That's just going to be a constant in our lives. If it just shows up there, then great. What's the difference? I think I've got two thoughts on this. One, um, as as you say, Paul, with all of these new streaming services coming in, I think kind of like how iTunes – sort of united all the pirates in a one simple 99 cent per song um, theorem. I think we're doing the opposite right now. Netflix did it for piracy and I think really took a lot of people away from piracy. And now all this fragmentation I think is going to drive people back to it. Um, I think we're going to see a lot as each of these new services come in, people are going to give less and less cares about paying for this service for this particular show and just go back to the illegal methods of getting things. Well, the music industry was the one that was kind of hit first and hardest with piracy. And so they've kind of figured it out. Oh, sure. Right. Is this like uh, because it's like, can you imagine if it was like a. Oh, um, the new album from this band is only going to be available on Apple Music, but not Spotify. So you'd, you know, you have to have Spotify or you have to have Apple Music. If they try to do that again, yeah. people would be like, um, they, if that was uh, like uh, commonplace, I think people would say like, well, frig you both then. I'm not getting either of these services yeah, and or I, title or whatever. I, I think how, just mu- how music is winning is there are really only, I would say, two major players, Apple Music and Spotify. Title is making its way and there's sure. there's other services. But I mean, for the most part, you can get almost anything yep. on either one of these services. One-stop shop for whichever method you prefer. But the streaming video services? Oh, man. Like... Learn your lesson. DC, here, ABC, yeah. NBC, all, you know, all the 
three-letter CIA. They're all coming out with their own streaming services. And the other point is I don't, gentrification isn't the right word, but there's like a rich get richer, poor get poorer kind of thing. Hmm. I think the cream will really rise to the top, as in the movies that go to the theaters will be like the biggest and bestest and blockbusterierest movies of them all. And right. anything below that particular threshold, off to streaming. Yeah, and I, that's the way it should be. I like, think so. The biggest, the biggest, that's bestest the way movies, it should be. Well, I think the biggest, <laughs> you know, the biggest, bestest wow. movie should deserve our money. I know, well, I hope that it's it's actually a two prong. Wait, 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 Art, what's your mind blown about mm-hmm. here? Mm-hmm. No, I feel I feel you on this. Go ahead. Well, why can't we have some of those indie movies in the theaters, that's, man? Come this on. is what I'm just gonna say. Is it's gonna be the big, biggest blockbusterist on the biggest screens? But then also, I hope that there is still a place for, and not just as big a name as like Quentin Tarantino. You're like Once Upon a mm-hmm. Time in Hollywood. Those are going to with theater experiences, but. You know, smaller movies, more intimate stories, but things that still do benefit from your full attention being on the screen. And that's the one thing. That's why I go to the movie as much as I do. If I'm going to watch a movie at home, I got 10 different screens around me that are going to draw my attention. Plus, now who wants to talk? And now the cat's doing something funny. And now <laughs> I have to pee and all this. When I go to a movie, right, I'm absorbed in it. And so, not, but I think that's your guys' lifestyle, right? Whereas, my, sir, my lifestyle, unfortunately, because I've got kids and stuff, yeah, I'm only going to pay for the movies that I really want to see up on a big fucking screen. Well, don't you? I'm think unfortunately that's... not going to go and see one of those indie films just because, like, that's it's an investment of my time. Don't you think though that's going to hurt? Yeah. That's going to hurt the business, or not business, but uh, like, are they going to make those indie movies then? If it goes to streaming and they have really still don't have a great way of. Uh, knowing like how like how successful streaming services are like with certain movies or tv shows and stuff like that are 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 um what am i trying to say uh are companies still going to invest those movies? In, yeah invest in, in those movies is what I'm i think yeah. it really depends on the business models that streaming services are are going to dole out because i think you're also going to get into a point where Streaming services are going to be called out on how very little they pay their actors, their filmmakers, and everything like that. Yeah. And that part of it's going to be coming to a head where it's just like, well, I'm not going to make a movie for Netflix because they pay their actors shit, right? Um, so I, I still think there can be, you know, cause to make, you know, those indie films. And yeah, I would love to see those. But again, I'm, you know, I'm part of that demographic that, you know, I'm not going to see something unless it's big fucking action. Unless it's Hobbs you know? and Shaw. Yeah, yeah, something like that. My you know? hope is that it just these, these theaters don't turn into just like an extension of Disneyland. Mm-hmm. Okay, do you know what I mean? Where it's like that's all you go to see is the big tentpole Disney blockbusters. There is still an experience of going to see a smaller scale movie. Yeah, but again, in a theater. Again, you see, just that's said, a life, Brian, that's, that's a life, the way it should be. Well, I'm saying that's a lifestyle <laughs> thing, right? Yeah. I'm just like I just, that's my hope as a movie fan. That's just my hope that they're yeah. both still there. I agree, and then everything in the middle can fuck off, like Seth Rogen rom coms. Shut up, Seth Rogen. <laughs> yeah. Well, and that's the thi- that's where I'm saying is like that's the things that are going to be filtered out, right? Like those mm. those like little shitty ass kind of rom you know romantic comedies and things that kind of come out just are you know get half the people's attention kind of yes. things. Those are going to be starting to filter out of theaters, and they're more welcome on streaming. So yeah. good, let, let them go there. So also in this um, Disney. 21st century Fox thing. We're sort of left hanging with something that, Brian, you uh, remembered, which is the New Mutants movie. Uh, Fox released a trailer for this in 2017, 
And I believe initially it was supposed to be coming out in 2018. Fox's website, uh, Fox's YouTube post says it's coming out August 2nd, 2019, which is six days ago. Um, IMDb now says it'll be coming out April 3rd, 2020. And I don't know, the internet may believe it's coming out never. But eh, it still looks pretty interesting. I would, I would kind of, because it looks like this movie has been made. And oh, like, sure. It's pretty much done, aside from the fact that Fox wanted to do a shit ton of reshoots yeah. and like kind of change the story up. This is the but opposite of development hell. It's I'm like, really hoping that uh, one of these, like this movie, gets leaked or something, just so I can see it out of curiosity. We have um, Blue Hunt as Danielle Moonstar, Charlie Heaton from Stranger Things, um, Mini, Mini Daryl as Sam Guthrie, Anna Taylor Joy as Ileana Rasputin or Magic. Maisie Williams from Game of Thrones as uh, Rain Sinclair or Wolfsbane, if you didn't know from the Ooh. W tattoo on her back shoulder in uh. that one clip. Uh, and Alice Braga as the doctor who's overseeing them and other mutants trapped in this little facility. Uh, yeah, it does look like an interesting show. Well, and so the other thing that I heard about this was that John Hamm was originally going to be playing Mr. Sinister in this. Oh, which oh, seems like it was because that was a post credit scene in Apocalypse or something. It's like... With John Hamm? Not with oh, John okay, Hamm, yeah, okay, no, yeah. just like teasing Mr. Sinister. Of, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because they were like, I think they went back. Was it Apocalypse or was it another one of those ones? I'm, I get on. Anyway, they uh, like they had um, there was like a scene in one of those movies where Wolverine kind of had a cameo and uh, and he was he was in the cage and I think this was like at Alkali Lake yeah, I or whatever that. and they they let him go and yeah. um, so they came back to that facility yeah. in the post credit scene. And uh, there was like a Mr. S- like a Mr. Sinister tease in there in oh, terms there of was? like that. Yeah, this briefcase that they closed had the company that Mr. Sinister um, owned or whatever. Worst bad guy name, by the way. Come <laughs> on, get off of it. I am Mr. Sinister. But if they were making yeah, right. if they were making an X Men story into like a horror uh, movie, the Mr. Sinister storyline would be the perfect one to to do. Really? Because if I was like being terrorized by somebody and I'm like, who are you really? And they're like, I'm Mr. Sinister. It's not like, just the name. Oh, <laughs> joke. Okay, never mind then. No, oh, I'm not scared Spider-Man. I see we're using our pretend names. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's so stupid. And sort of on the not coming soon roster, we have a whole list of shows which have been confirmed. Where'd you even get this, Brian? Uh, I just showed. Like I've, I've Now that I'm like searching out all these uh, things for our, our geek prep, they just show up on my news feed now. From Hilarious. Like clickbait yeah. places. Yeah. Uh, yeah, shows that will not be coming back. Uh, Punisher, Jessica Jones. We knew these two. Of course. Uh, Legion, Into the Badlands, Criminal Minds. That, oh. had, that had a heck of a run. It was, where's that now? Isn't it on TV? It's a CBS. It's a CBS show. It was like 15 years or something. Yeah, right. It's still on? My wife is going to be crushed. Yeah, <laughs> yeah she watches all those. Wives everywhere. Arrow is uh, is on its way out. Kind of a shame. I enjoyed the first two or three seasons of that. Um, don't know this one. Smilf. Yeah, don't know that that's, one. Uh, is that Stars? No, that's uh, Crave. HBO. It's on um, Crave. Oh, Crave. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I've seen good, it come across my feed. Uh, two yeah. seasons of that. I thought it was really well done. Who's Actually, in it? I really liked it. Uh, Rosie O'Donnell's in it. Oh. Um, Frankie Shaw, who's... Uh, Frankie, that's an, it. Yeah. Another show... I forget which one, but she's the writer and, you know, for the most part, director of, of the thing and star. I watched a little um, bit because she's like a basketball player. 
and I was like, yeah. Fat, but anyway, the show's <laughs> show's great. I th- I love the show, um, but apparently it's getting canceled because of controversial, some sort of controversial oh. reason, not necessarily because of viewership. But viewership was down in its second season, so. Whiskey Cavalier uh, with Lauren Cohn from The Walking Dead also on its way out. Which means that she would be coming back from yeah. The Walking Dead. She will be or? Probably because she wasn't, she wasn't killed off. Uh-huh. She was written out so that she could do this stupid fucking show. Um, <laughs> but I figured it's like it's going to get canceled after one season. It got canceled after one season. Right. It's, she's coming back. Santa Clarita Diet, uh, which had at least two seasons or maybe three. I think three seasons. It's the, um, A Zomcom. Zomcom. On Netflix, right? Yeah, with yeah. Drew Barrymore, right? Is that the yeah. One? yeah. She's delightful. The Tick, uh, which makes me sad, but the show is just not that good. No, um, man. I loved uh, Peter Serafino as, as The Tick. He, like, he's a Brit, but he played that, that straight-ahead, dumb sort of character, kind of like Adam West's Batman, honestly. Okay. And I, I love the portrayal. I thought it was great, and I thought his foil, his Arthur, was very in tune with all the the prior iterations like even the cartoon ones right. um, but yeah just in general the show didn't have a huge sort of you know oomph to it i found right um so, but you know like jackie earl haley who was uh rorschach yeah. in the watchman he was he was the big bad um for the for the first season and probably my favorite part of the entire season was and you don't really expect it. The show, the show, kind of an ends that kind of. Thing. And at the last season, you see Jackie Earl Haley in his uh, the terror in his character turns and looks at the camera and says cliffhanger, and then it and then it ends, which I thought was funny. Um, but is yeah. it better than the Patrick Warburton one? Uh, I would say it's less. I was going to say less cheesy. It's slightly less cheesy than the Patrick Warburton one. Mm. Um, I like aspects of both of it, but my favorite is still the Townsend Coleman cartoon. Yeah, same. Um, the one hundred is on its way out um and fuller house which i'm surprised lasted this long yeah because what is this this is gonna be the fifth season i think hey? so yeah it's incredible my i fr- watched it all my that's fr- a spin-off to full house and it's it's lasted five seasons <laughs> yeah <laughs> right wow yeah. and my friend megan who was like such a full house fan and has been watching these she will be crushed it's delightfully house. awful uh yeah 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 exactly. if, you, if you ever watched full house back in the day it's delightfully awful. <laughs> I say that about the ranch. Delightfully awful. Um, you know what I uh, like? Aside from maybe Full House and Criminal Minds, obviously, is um, when I look down this list, I'm like, did these shows need more than one or two seasons, anyways? Probably not. How much really do you need to go on about Santa Clarita Diet? Fun little project for, you know, Drew Barrymore to do a Zomcom. Moving on. Right? Whiskey Cavalier, something different for Lauren Cohen. All right, that's probably enough anyways. Um, same with maybe even Jessica Jones. And I just, I wonder if the lesson here is, and I, you hear about this all the time, especially with Netflix, and as more shows go to streaming, Netflix doesn't want to make more than two seasons of anything. Well, and we talked about this a week or two ago with um, the Disney Plus shows that were coming out in Phase 4. Right. And projecting that maybe, yeah, one season or maybe two and then tie it off. That's enough. I, I honestly agree. I think that is enough. Because, yeah, it's sometimes the slog of having to, knowing you have to go through another 13 to 20 hours yeah. of series content that can tire you out before you've even begun and stop you before you start. Well, and so I, I think maybe to us, and we're used to like how it is in North America, where just the show, if it gets canceled at any point, that's a failure. 
right? right? Or this like it's no longer okay. So it what it didn't go for Infinity like The Simpsons and Saturday Night Live. Oh, it must have fallen off and become less popular and is bad. Whereas you know it's like the, in England it's this different thing where it's like you only do one season. Yeah, this, you tell the story over the course of however many episodes and then it's over. Oh, what it was very popular. We'll do a second one, but that's enough. Mm-hmm. Right, my the only one I'm really really familiar with is the British version of The Office, and that's the way it was for them. It was like the first season is self-contained, and that's it. You didn't need to do any more than that. They decided to do more because they thought we can have another season's worth of jokes and story, and then a Christmas special, and then that's it. And here's the thing: even the semantics of it in 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 the UK, they don't call them seasons; they call them series. Yes, you know, and I think that because that that harkens to miniseries, which is what we would have over in the West. Sure. And I think that gives you the idea that it has a start and it has an end. Whereas season, there's there's lots of seasons. Seasons keep going, and then you, so you expect you know the next season, what's coming next season. Um, I am all for the shorter form, you know, not extending it beyond beating a dead horse. Yeah, two things. The other, the other British one that I I like that did that was the IT crowd, because hmm. uh, they did one one season. Yeah, it was so popular, so they came back for another season, and then it's they stopped it, and there was so much demand for another season, and they're like, we're not going to do another season. We'll do one more episode. Right. One special episode. Right. They did like an hour and a half long episode. Right. And it was perfect. And that's the thing. It it's a privilege. It's not a right. It's it's they're doing it for the right reasons. They're doing it because it is popular, not because they want to just keep making money hand over fist kind yeah. of thing. So and then the second thing that I had was that like when twenty four was first introduced in oh, yeah. the States. Oh, yeah. Or yeah, in like on Fox, they introduced it as a mini series. So you knew it was this contained even though it's 24 episodes, mm-hmm. you knew it was this contained story, so people were into it. And then they dragged it on for, like, however many more seasons that it's it's gone through. Right. So, but, it's, it's, yeah, could have survived on its own. It's a major difference in storytelling. And so, like, if you know that there's a definitive ending to something, you're, you're going to tell a better story, I think. Mm-hmm. And the audience is going to be more prepared for it and more, as you say, Brian, more invested if they think it's just going to be for if this one If they know thing. it's yeah. going to have a, a beginning and an end, yeah. That was a lot of time on that. But just a quick moment on this because I don't know if Canada will get this, but in uh, the United States and America, The Matrix is returning to theaters to celebrate its 20th anniversary. So there's going to be 135 Dolby Cinema AMC theaters around the U.S. and A which will show The Matrix on the big screen between August 30th and September 5th. So, again, don't know if that's coming to Canada, but I would go see it. because Why do you need to, though, bud? It's on Netflix. Screen it right now. You don't have to go to the theater. Easy. (laughs) Yeah, why would you go see it, bud? Um, Well... I yeah, really, I really wouldn't go see it. I, 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 see it. I really enjoy the Matrix. The, Ma- the Matrix is one of those movies. It's, it's like it's like it's in my top five. Terminator is like the number one. But the Matrix is one of these movies that I won't watch on my phone or a tablet or headphones or something. I I sort of force myself to put in the Blu-rays that I have and watch it on my television to get that full experience. Um, I just I see this. I see the Matrix, the first one anyway, as a as a proper movie theater experience i remember when i came out of that movie for the first time in theater when i was i guess i don't know what year it came out 99 uh, 99, I think. 99 march yeah. 31st i remember coming out as a wide-eyed young fella and thinking that's the greatest movie i've ever seen yep i thought that groundbreaking yeah so many concepts and so many technical achievements that were then stolen for gap commercials and myriad other movies and TV shows. <laughs> that was like uh the like the couple years of like movies that i saw that all had twists 
or had mm-hmm. had these interesting concepts. So like right. the Matrix is like, this is not the real world. There is actually a real. This is a simulation. And then I saw Memento where it like oh, everything went backwards, <laughs> yeah, and then you get right. to the end, which was technically the beginning, and you're like, ah, oh, shit, he was he was the bad guy all along, kind of thing. And like, Brian's like, like, whoa, yeah, Brian's like, whoa. Like, whoa. Oh, and I saw Fight Club where it was like, oh, he was Tyler Durden. And Brian's and like, whoa. Like, yeah. I think we better have put a, a big old Mary spoiler before a bunch of videos. And then M. Night Shyamalan came out with all that <laughs> okay, shit. Yeah, Do you think he ruined and like fucked out the twist? The twist thing? Yeah. I think you're oh, yeah. right. Because it made right. it an expected thing. Yeah. That's the twist. And hey. you can't yeah. expect yeah. a twist. No, That's exactly. not how it works. Um, Andy Serkis has been signed to direct the second Venom movie. So this will be his oh. third movie ever after uh, Breathe and Mowgli, Legend of the Jungle. And, uh, I mean, Andy Serkis, if you don't know, he was Gollum and Snoke. And like he's like the master of motion capture or mocap um, acting. And, yeah, so to put him behind the chair on a movie that is very mocap-y... What do we think of this? So does this just mean that maybe Venom 2 is going to look better? One would certainly freaking hope. But you like just looked- visually yeah. and the story might still end up being I still same. haven't seen yeah. the first Venom, so I can't uh, really talk it about that. It wasn't that great. Yeah, it was... But like it didn't look bad. I don't think like visually it looked terrible. Like I, I just I thought Venom looked all right, you know. I just wonder if this could give a bit more realism to art, as you put it, the third act CG um, battle um, between, you know, Venom and and whatever. Because it was very typically your third act CG battle uh, in, you know, for the initial movie. And yeah, some some good points, some interesting things. I didn't really like Tom Hardy. Thank you. Um, No? As Eddie Brock. I don't know. I thought it was a bit overdone. Yeah. You know. The Venom character when he's all on his own away from Spider-Man and it was this way in the movie as well it's in this way in a lot of comics runs as well but it very reminds me of Tool fans because you know the Tool fans <laughs> it's just like unchecked testosterone baloney and it's just like it's, it's there's no balance there's no nothing is interesting there's no heart there's no soul this is like it's just like banging your head against a brick wall and being like i'm cool and tough it's like okay and i kind of liked that aspect of it in terms of the character right and how the character of the symbiote would then mesh with this dude and there'd be all sorts of whatever conflicts Mm -hmm. and whatnot i i kind of thought that his his you know weird wobbly um view of the world was kind of amusing Mm. um but, but yeah, the movie itself. Well, and that's that's ex- oh, yeah, and that's it, right? <laughs> like, this is why there's hype. There is genuine hype. The, like, Venom is a very popular. The reason he's spun off into his own comics and stuff is because he's popular in Spider-Man comics. Yes, it's a very interesting concept. Brilliant. of an alien that's made of goo and it binds with you and then it enhances and then it doesn't know and then it's bad and then it's good. But whatever, that's interesting. But you've. But as a story and as a narrative, you've got to have Spider-Man to anchor it. Mm-hmm. If you don't have that, then it's a bunch of masturbatory tool music. I'm sorry. Is it? Is it a Joker movie? Oh wait. Ooh, yeah, it might <laughs> be. Well, it could be. It, right? it could be. We don't know yeah. what this Joker movie is going to be. But again, 
you go into it thinking it's like, okay, it's a Joker movie without a Batman. What is this? You know? I, yeah, this a is predictable the origin villain, story. You know, like, the Venom did well though, right? It but and well. see, they twisted the Venom story in this too. To me, it was like, oh, well, Venom's gonna be a hero. You know, he's just uh, Eddie Brock is is having conversations with his Venom persona. He was a right lesser bad guy. You know, there was a better bad guy. Yeah, ish thing. Yeah. Because, like, uh, and that makes me wonder, is, like, so I think they're still doing, uh, was it Morbius or whatever with Jared Leto? Oh, yeah. So they're still doing another Spider-Man villain without a Spider-Man. Uh, uh, they're still doing, geez. I think they're still going to be making a Craven the Hunter without oh. a Spider-Man. Which, again, like, all of this doesn't seem to make sense to me. It's so bizarre. More Jared Leto's going to play Morbius? I believe so, yeah. Oh, how horrible. Yeah. <laughs> How simply awful. <laughs> we like the Spider-Man universe, this whole thing, so much that now we're making movies without Spider-Man. We can't get a movie that doesn't have Spider-Man in the Sorry. last, I don't know how many years. Now we have movies that don't have Spider-Man that's based on Spider-Man. Let's just be patient, everybody. Fucking Sony. If we were just patient, <laughs> then maybe, and like, just keep supporting these Marvel Helm Spider-Man movies, which are great... Maybe Marvel, who knows how to handle their own characters, would get around to Venom and give us the satisfying Venom movie. We've been now two kicks in the can and we fucked it well, up. Well, and that's times. the thing that kind of pisses me off because now people are trying to figure out how we can shoehorn um, Tom Hardy's Venom into uh, the MCU. Yeah. Mm, sure. Well, that's because we just that's just because we care about quality and we want it done right. Yeah. Um. What so gonna, no. So no, okay. Andy Circus. I'm sorry. I'm good for you, and good luck, sir. You're very talented. He is very talented. But you're not going to do it. I'm so sorry. Oh, what a waste of your time. Kevin Smith confirms that a Zack Snyder cut of Justice League exists. Uh-huh. Would it be better than what, <laughs> what is out uh, currently? Such yeah. a valid question. I don't know that the editing was really the worst thing in this movie. I know. It's kind of like how I was saying, like, oh, if, if, if this X-Men uh, New Mutants movie leaks, I totally would watch it out of curiosity. Right, right. Would I have the same, you know, enthusiasm or curiosity with this Snyder cut of Justice League? I don't know. <laughs> so if you watch Justice League, you could really tell, like, which scenes were Snyder, which scenes were Josh Whedon, right? At least I could. Yeah. yeah, the colors like change. Yeah, the that. colors like change. Yeah. I was like, this oh is just gosh. not good editing at all. But this, this is just the way it is. I actually had fun watching Justice League. Like, I gave it a solid six. Like, it was not. It was probably one of my favorite. I'm gonna hold this to you <laughs> when you review Hobbs and Shaw, <laughs> sir. <laughs> it, it was one of my. It was one of my favorite DC movies, and I mean that's not saying much because they haven't been that great. <laughs> But it, at least I had fun watching it. It's a turd. It's an absolute turd. <laughs> and I don't. Zack Snyder's like, well, I put the turd in a different order, though. It's like, yeah, but, <laughs> no one cares. Zach. I did like there's there was a scene that was definitely Joss Whedon, Whedon scene right at the beginning. It's this like montage of how bad the world's gotten with Superman being dead. Right. And uh, it's a homeless guy with a sign that instead of saying "Give me money for food," it said "I tried." <laughs> 
And I think he purposefully put that because he knew this was going to be a turn. That's right. He's like, I tried. That's right. I forgot it's about already that. Because, like, why would a homeless man just say, I tried? The only <laughs> possible way that this Snyder Cut could be good if it's actually 22 movies that builds up to a satisfying conclusion. <laughs> yeah. Okay? I'm sorry. That's what they were trying to do here. At least 10 movies. Yeah. At least phase one. They are trying to rush into Okay, it. but, like, rushing into it and then, like, a totally different bad guy with different motivations and different everything. If it's a completely different movie with different actors and... <laughs> I'm sorry. It's a turd. It's a turd. I wonder when Zack Snyder is going to pop back up because he's, like, biding his time. I know he had that tragedy in his family, but right. he's going to pop up again at some point here. Do you think yeah. it's going to be good when he does? Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> Disney's going to reboot the Home Alone franchise because we need that. Right, so it's yeah. bad. It's not. It's not good enough that Disney is rebooting all of its old classics. Now it's taking Fox products and rebooting them as well. Come on, Disney! Including Night at the Museum, Diary of a Wimpy Kid, Cheaper by the Dozen. Oh. <clears throat> I just. I just. Why? I just. Hey, maybe they'll just go straight to streaming though. Yeah, there you right? go. There you go. <laughs> no, we're that just in we'll this know. nostalgia age where there people are. These studios are trying to, you know. Didn't, jump on top of them. Didn't everything. every age have a nostalgia age, though? It seems that this particular generation is so, so stuck on, on nostalgia that everything old is new again, and let's just keep re-re-re-remaking stuff. Yeah, and I feel like they're taking the wrong lesson from nostalgia. Like, nostalgia these days is probably more powerful than ever because, number one, like, we all own Home Alone or have easy access to it, so we don't have to wait for it to roll around on TV once a year, so we can watch it whenever we want and be reminded of that nostalgia, which is, like, a weird, good, and probably also very bad thing for the actual, um, like, phenomenon of nostalgia, but number two, it's, like, because of the internet and constant memes, and, you know, it's, like, you're always reminded of your nostalgia thing, so there's, like, uh, not only sense. is there Home Alone just reminders, but then there's, like, extra jokes and meme jokes and that's just people kind of again like that's just them exploring and celebrating their nostalgia for this particular thing that's why and I so also, oh, that's sorry, like well it's just this is the studios seeing that and being like how do i make money off of this yeah right and being like i, I, I gotta we gotta monetize this somehow how do we get that and to turn it into money and their answer is well let's just remake this property we own it now let's just remake it and put it back in the theaters mm -hmm. and that's uh, the worst possible lesson or thing to take away from that yeah because to answer bud you you're like well nostalgia existed before this the reason why 90s nostalgia is way bigger than say like 70s nostalgia yeah i'd love to hear is because social media yeah. is because memes yeah right? like yeah. paul yeah you said it the the they're kept uh forefront and top of mind much better with all these little gifts uh, reminding you of the best points yeah because we didn't have your show uh, like facebook or anything to like share that graphic oh remember this remember bell bottoms remember like right. you know all these things before you know so like social media didn't exist back then for this to be that big but now nostalgia is huge particularly in the 90s because this is the age of the creators right now yeah. um so yeah the, and and big like big businesses like disney always their question with anything you do is how can you monetize this yeah. how can we make yeah. some money off of this good call well let's talk about money and disney plus and hulu and espn paul you found this and it seems to be pretty darn good now let's say a holy grail of streaming but uh in america uh, in November, when Disney Plus launches, there will be a bundle with Disney Plus, Hulu, and ESPN Plus. Did I write that? Or is that a typo? 
Anyways, and it'll mm. be 13 United States dollars per month. Yeah, it's ESPN Plus. Okay, right. ESPN yeah. Plus. I'm sorry, I don't know from sports. The only reason I don't think <laughs> we're getting this in the States right now is because we don't have access to Hulu in, 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 Canada. Or in Canada. I mean, yeah. we don't have access to Hulu in Canada. Well, this might be what brings it up here, though. Could be, yeah. But, I mean, there's a lot of licensing and stuff. Like, that's always been the problem. So, mm-hmm. I mean, mind you, it's Disney, right? If anyone can surmount that obstacle, hopefully it's them. Because, yeah, there's a lot of cool things that have been on that's, Hulu that we have so to pirate. so smart, man. Like, I, like, me being a big sports ball fan, as you guys call it. Like, if I was in the States, pff, goodbye Netflix. I'm getting that right away. And for somebody mm-hmm. like me who has to look at it without any of the sports ball, because I just don't, it's just not me. Disney Plus and Hulu for... 13 USD, so probably, what, 16 bucks uh, Canadian, maybe? Do you think that's what it is? It might be more than that. I'm going to double-check, because let's be really clear and honest about, like, what this would... Say this exact thing it came to Canada for the exact same price. I'm going to do the conversion right now. You guys keep talking. But, like, uh, I think it probably would be worth it. Absolutely. Do you, we we you, don't get ESPN here, so I don't think that's ever going to happen. This exact one. It'll oh, be a different... Oh, oh, it'll okay, be a yeah. different... Version T- of TSN this. plus, TSN, yeah, TSN, yeah, TSN, plus. TSN which you don't plus. want. Trust okay, me. so they can't, you know, un- yeah. again, unless they've surmounted these all these licensing agreements and then create a channel that we can watch up here. This exact deal won't come to us, but it still sounds pretty sweet. Mm-hmm. So, seventeen twenty is about what it works out to. See, which is just a little bit more expensive than Netflix alone right, right now. Right? So, I think. Probably what people would likely do is turf their Netflix and get this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If they're just going to have one. You know, what would you... I think that our idea, we really need to do this, is like, you got to get your friends together. You got to work as a team. Okay? Everyone should be doing this. It's not just us. Get coworkers, your family or whatever, and get the biggest Netflix bundle there is for whatever it is, $22, and split it between five people so it makes more financial sense. That's what everyone should be doing with Netflix. I'm just really glad we have the opinions expressed here, not necessarily those of this radio station disclaimer what? at the end of the What? That's not a bad or illegal, I'm saying. Everyone should do that. We should be just suggesting playing, it as a company. Just playing the system. Yeah, really. We're not telling anybody Everybody should get on this BitTorrent site. <laughs> I didn't say that, yeah. So that's what we really all ought to do the five of us to have one netflix account for five for one podcast okay and then we can decide because i'll still pay for crave plus hbo that's almost 20 bucks okay now this is 20 bucks now i'm up near where i was paying for cable again we talked about this before but this is still a reasonable price 20 dollars canadian for all these things come on you guys this is this is it this is the hub this is going to be the new one that most people have i think i just can't predict how it's going to work in canada like right now i'm seeing in my head 10.99 for disney plus alone that's just my this is just like my my prediction yeah. because i don't know what we have that they could bundle this with in canada with all you know with all our different licenses i'm also very nervous too that like so even if i just get disney plus like if they don't have a bundle like this if i have my disney plus on like an ipad and then i am watching here in canada and am i gonna go down to like the states like south of the border and then find that there are way better like titles that are available yeah we have to to get a vpn again We have yeah, to do this every like, month with yeah. American and Canadian American versus Canadian Netflix releases and and removals every month because right. of different country licensing and it's like come on you guys it is the internet age yeah. let's yeah. decentralize all this stuff we are one country it is called the internet yeah make it do uh, uh, Disney Plus plus the Food Network you got me <laughs> <laughs> I like the Food Network yeah really. love it chopped. Yeah, my okay. favorite. Interesting. Uh, back to Netflix. Uh, David Benioff and D.B. Weiss have signed what they call an overall deal. 
uh, with Netflix for oh crap I lost how much hang on finding out how much it is the Hollywood report reporter two hundred million thinks it's yeah two hundred million dollars um, so yeah for them to have for them to to throughout to, this to highlight contract some, yeah, yeah and make and make stuff for uh, Netflix. Oh, they got to make stuff with the money as well? I'm pretty sure they're not just giving them the money. <laughs> oh, okay. I'm... I was like, is this what they get paid? No, I think that is probably what they get paid. $200 million? Yeah. Between the two of them for whatever the run is, and then they're get, they'll get money for whatever production they're putting together. Netflix has confirmed that the Emmy Award-winning duo of David Benioff and D.B. Weiss have signed an, an overall deal to develop new films and shows for the streaming service. Yeah. The Hollywood Reporter uh, reports the deal is for $200 million. Oh, how horrible! <laughs> Does an overall deal um, then make it sound like that's what they have to produce? That, but like what can they in? produce with $200 million, like mm. over a certain amount of time? Probably not much. Yeah, and it doesn't say Somewhere the length long. of this contract. So hmm. This will be interesting. This will be a really neat little experiment. We all can play with these two schmucks. Is to okay? see what they can do outside yeah. of Game of Thrones. Exactly, yeah. right? It's like, what have you got here, stupids? <laughs> Okay, because you wanted to play with Star Wars and you like Game of Thrones. Okay, now what are you going to come up with? And can we blame the ending of Game of Thrones on just like the quick timeline and the, you know, not knowing what was going to happen? And Or is it really, did you two fuck it up? <laughs> now we're going to find out. Okay, here's your $200 million, you dum-dums. That's really a $200 million cheese in a cage. And they're rats and we're all going to find out what's what. Then will you show up to Comic-Con for us to yell at you? Then what? It was a really um, less interesting first three or four episodes we had of this show before you joined us, Paul. It's um, really nice to have you on board. That's kind. What did you say <laughs> that? There's going to be no host of the Emmy Awards. Good. Get friggin' red as well. Sorry. As a host... Enough with the host of these things. Pick your favorite talk show host, put them in a tuxedo and trot them out to tell the lamest jokes that Bruce Falanche can fart out. Good. Who needs it? Just get on with the friggin' award statues. Unless it's Ricky Gervais, we don't want him, right? <laughs> yes, exactly. If it's Ricky Gervais, then by all means. But other than that, the first three or four episodes of this podcast where we didn't have you were... Uh, Do you guys agree or disagree with Hey, here's the thing. I, I agree... Um, with the idea of like, you know, just whoever comes up for, to announce the next thing. That's great. Yeah. I don't believe you need an overall. I think that time is done. I think it has been done well, but I think it's just stretched far thinner. What I think, find weird is that their justification is so that they can spend more time to salute departing shows like <laughs> Game of Thrones. Yeah. That is just the worst, it's weirdest right. justification. It was, it was the funniest quote on this there. This is not the reason. It was just like, let's just throw the title of a popular show and then people will be like, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, right. <laughs> You're not wrong in that justification either, though. It's like, it's call it what you want, to say fond farewell or whatever, but it's just more time with things that are good. Or that are more interesting than, yeah, some stupid schmuck. And I find it really funny that when, Bud, you say the time of this is over, the time when it was great, for some reason, like, there was two guys you could call on. It was, like, Johnny Carson, who was America's MC for everything, or Bob Hope, right? Uh, Billy Crystal. Billy Crystal. Billy Crystal yeah. for a while, too, yes. But, like, there was those now, because there was really was John, one Johnny Carson on TV. Now there's, like, 38 Johnny Carsons, okay, all doing a watered-down version. <laughs> and none of them are good enough 
to to even justify trotting them out in a rotating basis even, <laughs> right? It's like even Kimmel was like, okay, for a couple of years or so, everyone said, at the Oscars, right? And then you rotate him out, and now Fallon's going to do it, but now Colbert's going to do it. Or none, and that's fine too. We see these guys every friggin' goddamn night, so that's enough. I just don't, don't feel you need to fill the time, guys. How about you just make the shows less long? Yes. Yeah, because it's like really Holy all this, frick. this means to me is like a little bit less reading when I go onto the internet the next morning just to see the results. Right. Because right, I course. never watch these shows. But no what way. will happen with the monologues, guys? I mean, the monologues. <laughs> and then, Art's face, that was great. <laughs> when anyone tried to do anything interesting or good with the monologue, because it's on before 9 o'clock at night, all the friggin' one million moms are up, and they're going to tell you why it was offensive to them, mm-hmm. okay, well, right? And why it's not okay for their good Christian values. So if we're not going to do anything interesting, don't do it. Moving along. Where's my statue now? That's enough. <laughs> um, I just watched Hot Fuzz last week. Oh. Just, uh, and, it, and it wasn't the DVD experience. I, I own the DVD, but I just pulled it up on uh, Netflix just for the... For the heck of it, just have something on the background. But on the DVD for Hot Fuzz, I may have even mentioned this, you can put on a different captioning track. So instead of the captions saying what they said, they're giving you trivia about that moment of the film. It's almost like director's commentary, but funnier and better. Um, Amazon has just picked up a ghost hunting show uh, starring the stars of uh, and writers of Hot Fuzz and Shaun of the Dead, Simon Pegg and Nick Frost. So all we know is it's called Truth Seekers. It's going to be a series. There's no date set, but... eh? Should be interesting. Yeah, just let Simon Pegg do whatever he wants. Well, Paul. The, sorry, the alien movie named Paul. Oh, yes. <laughs> Paul's like, what? <laughs> no, you're yeah. Yeah. Well, that was probably not the, his crown, their, their crowning achievement. But otherwise, yeah, I, I love Simon Pegg. And you know what? When you're letting talented people do whatever they want, sometimes you're going to fart out a turd like Paul. That's Fair. fine. Fair. <laughs> I'm going to take that recording. <laughs> I'm totally going to take that. You better not. Uh, that's going to be a hot key. <laughs> Does anybody care that uh, The Man Who Fell to Earth from Alex Kurtzman has been ordered uh, as a series by CBS All Access? No! Shut up, Alex Kurtzman! Leave everything alone! He's awful! <laughs> it's ruining Star Trek. Stop it, you! Wow. <laughs> I'm going to say one thing about games, and then we're going to go on to reviews and recommendations. That was the quickest... A topic that we've ever covered. Yeah, I'm pretty sure way. it was. Yeah, does Do anybody you care? Talk about no. Man no, 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 no. I don't no, know. Does anyone no. care about this? Yeah. Okay, good. I just sometimes I just show these things to Kyushu just in case it was interesting. Apparently, it's not interesting. New well, game is that an interesting property? I don't know about the man who fell to earth. That's I just old. know that Alex Kurtzman is a hack. Okay. We're just bearing the lead here, guys. Let's. Yeah, true enough. I'll say one more thing is that August 20th to 24th in Cologne, Germany is going to be the ninth year of Gamescom, which is yet another uh, gaming conference. And we're going to see from Nintendo new gameplay footage from Luigi's Mansion 3, The Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening, Mario and Sonic at the Olympic Games Tokyo 2020. (laughs) Uh, the Witcher 3 and a, a few other uh, games uh, during that and I excite and I will be back to talk about that but now let's reviews and recommendations Hobbs and Shaw Hobbs and Shaw let's hear it guys Brian. Art, Art has a lot of things to yell about this <laughs> no, I'm gonna, no, before you no. yell about it I'm going to just say this I agree with everything you're going to say about it <laughs> but I loved it anyway and I knew going into it that Everything that you were going to bitch about this movie was going to happen. And I knew I was still going to love it because it was very entertaining. But that's the thing. If you can check your your whatever at the door and just go in and enjoy a stupid movie. Ooh, what is movie, this whatever? 
I can't remember the phrase. Like, check like your brain. Snobbery. Yeah, oh. It's like check your brains the door or whatever. Yeah. Your intelligence and just go watch yeah. a big, dumb, blow-up movie. Great. Let's hear it, Art. Well, if someone were to come and tell me that this was, like, the worst movie they've ever seen and the worst movie of this year, I'd be like, yeah, you're you're right. But if someone were to say, like, Brian, oh, I had a lot of fun watching this movie, I would agree with that as well. Oh, I think this movie straddles no. that line. You don't think so, Paul? No, I do. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, so I, I personally can't suspend my... I, he was saying, basically, bud, he can't check his snobbery at the yeah, door. Yeah, I can't check my snobbery <laughs> at the door. Fair yeah. enough. Like, when you go and watch this movie and you think about the plot of this movie, it is the dumbest plot. It's a remake <laughs> of Mission Impossible 2, pretty is much, is right? It is, oh, with the God. virus or whatever, which oh, I, I couldn't follow anyway, really. But it didn't matter. It was just I was plot. also, like, thinking, I said, leaned over to my cousin at one point. Oh, I don't know if this, are you going to be here for, are we doing a spoiler and non-spoiler thingy? Sure. I, here's the thing. Yeah. I don't care. I'm okay, not, cool. not going to leave because, like, I, eh, whatever this movie. Yeah, whatever so, this movie. So, <laughs> what, should we just go, non-spoiler? I enjoyed it. I know it's stupid, but I enjoyed it. Great. Yeah, I'll um for my non-spoiler review here. I think how I put it in um, our uh, our like Facebook thread is actually what I want to say about it. Um, so let me read that to you now because this is how I felt. Because I agree, <laughs> I agree. I, I read this by the way, doing your voice. Yes, because <laughs> I, I agree that. with all of you. Um, some just things I'll mention about when Art and I went to go see it. Um, number one, I think it was on more than one occasion. Um, Art, you can witness to this. I out loud just went like this. Dumb <laughs> at the theater, okay, at the movie. Um, our eyeballs, we made eye contact so many times to look over each other and then be like, oh, Jesus, <laughs> right? Like our eyeballs rolled so many times. I thought they were going to roll out the top of my skull. Um, one time we yelled boo. Yeah. We booed the movie. Holy there was a boo. Wow. Yes, there was a boo. Right? Like something happened. Maybe it was. I uh, remember what it was. Do you remember? I'll tell you what it was. So it was. It was that Idris Elba has this like ridiculous motorbike that pretty yeah, much like does whatever he wants. Thing, right? <laughs> yeah, it's like a transformer. I was like, <laughs> I said, I was like, are transformers in this movie now? Oh my god! <laughs> anyway, it like wraps itself underneath a semi. I don't know something just ridiculous. It bends itself. Yeah. And we looked at each other. <laughs> we're like, yeah, yeah. What are we scene, watching? There's yeah. a scene in the trailer in the last trailer that was out where he's like. Like sliding down this incline, and the motorbike is behind him, and he does this sort of kind of cool move to get up onto the motorbike, I and he's like riding down that. You thing. even mentioned that in the trailer as we were watching, and I was it. like, "Holy shit, cool! He does this cool thing that's obviously impossible to get on this bike." <laughs> but then we find out that the bike has a mind of its fucking own. <laughs> and oh it's my like, god! He's like a transformer. And Brian, what you say there was like, he does this and he does this. This is why I booed. No, he does. None of them do anything that motorcycle. And that's what bothered me, and that's why I booed, is because the movie slows down to show you this oh. amazing action, right? And it's like the movie is like putting you in a headlock, being like, Dude, check out how fucking sweet I am. And it's like, no, you're not, dude. This is a cartoon. It's a not it real. Is. None of you're this right. is real. You can't yeah. wink at me being like, I'm sweet. When you're not actually doing these stunts. So what? You had some guy sit behind a computer and animate this to his heart's desire? Why do I have to be like, 
fuck around. I totally agree. It is That's a big why cartoon. We booed. The movie I, was a big cartoon. I totally agree. Yeah. That's also why I had fun. <laughs> I know. And so that's why, before we get into any more spoilery things, I agree to the, like, I love. Like, I had a fun time. It's it's really fun. And and I kept comparing it in my mind to, like, just the previous week I had gone and seen Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. To sit in the movie theater and have that as a movie-going experience, that's a totally different experience. Your brain is working on so many levels, your emotions, your tension, you feel it in your stomach. That's a fun movie-going experience. It's very different to sit there shoveling popcorn and then yell boo, but that's also a lot of fun. Yeah. And that's why I loved it. Okay, here's the last thing I'll say. This is what I wrote to everybody. Hobbs and Shaw, a.k.a. Wow, it was really nice of Idris Elba and Jason Statham to be in The Rocks. Thanks for saving the Fast and the Furious franchise ultimate vanity nonsense schlock. Fantasy. <laughs> That's what this movie wow. really was. It's I couldn't seven believe. Bucks, seven bucks production. The Rocks production company. I couldn't believe that them two guys, Idris Elba and Jason Statham, who are like successful and have little nice careers of their own, agreed to be in this movie so The Rock could be like, check out this sweet island where I'm from. Check out me doing my like indigenous Maori dance. I'm not going to wear oh. a shirt for a bit. Is that cool? Oh. Do you know what I mean? Like It was so <laughs> The Rock beating off for two hours and them two being like, sure, we'll hang out. We'll be in this too. Yeah, that sounds fun. There's actually a shirt that The Rock wears in this movie that has like seven on it. It's his production company. And then no. he takes he takes it off so he can do the Samoa dance, it's called and the then hot, someone tosses it back to him so he can do the next big fucking action scene with the shirt and you back see on. It with oh, the shirt yes. back, and you actually see that in the movie, and it was fun the whole <laughs> way through. It's yeah, yeah, it's fun, but it's, it it does frustrate me though because I like The Rock. It was a fun movie to watch for sure. Can he hook up with somebody? Can no, someone introduce See, him to in a talented director, writer, anywhere, please? I know, but this is what we were talking about. In that, there's really no answer to that. There's like I know because like you're then then you're like then the next question would be like, well, and okay, so then what is he gonna do? And you're like, I don't know what he's gonna do. Well, why not in the meantime make. Fistful of money, fistful of money, <laughs> making stupid blockbusters. I know, but we're not in the Hollywood system. We don't know what there is available. You know, like we can dream. It's like Tarantino can't be the only one making decent movies that then also have action in them, is he? Like, come on, there's got to be someone who can write fun dialogue that's not just these moronic one-liners that he like just does. Oh man, right? if this was a buddy cop movie, that's what it was. Mm -hmm. A buddy cop movie, and let's throw yes. Mission Impossible in there. That's that's what this movie was. Uh, I, for me, I did love some of the dialogue between the two guys. Like it was funny. There was some funny moments, but it got gratuitous. Yeah. There was just too much of it. We get it. You guys don't like working with each other. You know? Does every single conversation in this movie have to be that? Right. And I, I you know what? I'm shocked that this movie got 67 percent fresh. Th that feels right to me, though. Does it? That is exactly this conversation in numbers. That is, but it is people like, like fighting it out. It's you're so dumb, but also I'm having fun. Well, if you it. read the reviews, that's where the freshness comes from. Right, is because people are not taking it so fucking seriously <laughs> that's right. and overanalyzing the shit out of this movie. Right. Another thing you can overanalyze the shit out of is the fact that their brother uh, Jason Statham and uh, what's her name. Vanessa Kirby? Uh, Vanessa their... Kirby. Oh, yeah. They're supposed to be brother and sister that are very close in age, whereas Vanessa Kirby is like maybe in her late 20s, early 30s, and Jason Statham <laughs> we... is fucking 52 years old. <laughs> Can we? They had a scene as children 
where they yes. were pretty much the same age, and then yeah. all of a sudden, life had not been good to Jason Statham's character. <laughs> yeah, so you know, another big thing about this movie that I want to just mention is the big, like, plot, that, or not plot, but the big, like, plan that they hatch up every time they're in some, they have a big problem that they need to, like, either break into this real ridiculous place or they need to get out of this, whatever. It's their plan, they call it the Mick Jagger. It's just a simple diversion tactic. That's all it is. We They use that tactic in every action movie ever created, and that's the big plan in and this movie. They gave it a name in this movie? Yeah, yeah the Mick weird. Jagger. I'm like, oh, the Mick Jagger, that sounds like it could be cool. No, it's a simple diversion tactic. Yeah. You run this way, I run that way. The movie itself, though, so stupid. was very simple. So, it's, again, it truly, like, they waste, I'm going to say, this is to their credit, wasted no time cobbling together, a, like, a reasonable or believable plot at all. No, they and don't I, give a I, shit I honestly about that. think, yeah, they did right? not care. Like, the, the, you know what? We don't even have to go into spoilers in this, because, like, you can't spoil this movie. Uh, you can't. Told- There's a couple things you can spoil. Cameos? Yeah, yeah cameos okay, and stuff, Okay, right. But as far as, like, the plot goes, it's like, it's such yeah. a non-plot, like, a virus, and she uses her own body, <laughs> and if we don't... Don't get it. And this guy thinks he's Superman and he's going to wipe out the world. I think because, like, the Fast and the Furious <laughs> franchise has gotten to a place where it had become ridiculous and it's sort of self-aware in its ridiculousness. Right. Yeah, that's right? how I see to it. To the point that I'll go to this movie now to shut my brain off, uh, to de-stress from the week, yeah. and have fucking fun. Yeah. And that's And that's... Even more so what Hobbs and Shaw did because it took out the whole we're family and all that kind of bullshit that the actual Fast and the Furious franchise has. Yes. And have you seen how butthurt the, the Fast and the Furious people are actually? <laughs> are they? They, they, I saw they Tyrese are because Gibson of this. Said it was yeah, a Tyrese, joke or something. Tyrese <laughs> tweeted like shit about this. Uh, what's her name? Michelle Rodriguez uh, shat on the writer for this. Oh, I love Because it. they have this whole like thing where it's like, well, Jason Statham's character killed Han in the Fast and the Furious franchise. Whoa, how can he be a hero alert. here? Spoiler alert! He's like, how can he be a hero here? Like, you know? And, right. and so, you know, the writer had said something about, oh, well, they'll be addressing that in future movies. And Michelle Rodriguez is like, well, you'll have nothing to do with the future movies, you fucking idiot. Like, yeah, they're all butthurt about this because, <laughs> you know, The Rock broke up the family. Whereas he did that to make a movie that is exactly all of the same elements that stupid popcorn action yeah. entertaining movie with 17 less people with a lot less people and not like the serious family storyline <laughs> plot or whatever Ugh. You know? i don't know the themes yeah. at the end were about family though weren't they in this movie the there was a little home. family chat man yeah. oh for sure for yeah. sure yeah but it's not like as intense in terms of like Vin Diesel's the leader of this family and we're all going to save family with our eyes kind of half closed <laughs> and hardcore like we do in Fast and the Furious. Maybe that's why I have not watched those Fast and the Furious movies. I refuse to. But again, to. it's just like if you're wanting want if you're those. wanting to have a movie experience like this one where you can turn your brain off and just fucking be entertained, that's kind of why I watch those. I think I know? can't do that because I watch Mission Impossible for that. There's more going on in a Mission Impossible yeah. movie, though. You know what I mean? For your brain. There is, right? Yeah. Sometimes movies... Look at it. I, I don't know, Brian, if you're defending it and that it's good, but I liked it that it was bad. It, it's, no, it's I, bad and I'm saying the same thing. Right? Like, I liked it that yeah. it was bad. Okay. Um, any Any sort of complaints or whatever about it... 
again, don't you, make me hate the movie because I was fucking entertained. I right. checked my ego. I checked all of that shit at the door. Right, right, right. Like I can okay. because it was just like, you know, I'll pay a movie ticket to de-stress every now and then. Yeah. So. Yeah. And I think it probably succeeded in that. But again, because it was so bad because it was so easy to boo and yell things. I don't know. Like, are we in spoiler but it's still mode fun. here? Can yeah, sure. Spoilers? Why don't we go into Let's the go spoiler, spoiler part mode. of it? Hello, everyone. This is a spoiler alert. Thank you. Okay, so the part where it's like, because Bowen on this thing about, you know, practical effects and stuff when we were, he was reviewing Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. No CG cars. And so there's that. And so in the middle of this movie, uh, I was thinking to myself, Paul's just going to hate this movie. <laughs> and then they get on a plane. There's a scene where they're on a plane <laughs> yeah. and they're arguing with each other on a plane. And all of a sudden, who turns around in his seat and talks to the two main characters? Kevin fucking Hart. <laughs> and I was like, no. Paul is really going to hate oh this movie. Oh my God. Now. I looked over at Paul exactly when that happened to see what his reaction because was. Because of what Paul said like three weeks ago, where it's like Kevin Hart is like the anti whatever to comedy. Yeah, He's the new yell guy. That's what I think that's what you called him. Um, okay, so I'll say that uh, I enjoyed one of the things I really genuinely enjoyed about this movie were the cameos. Yeah. And the lighter moments are kind of fun. It's so funny. It's supposed to be just like a big act. Action movie. The action was some of the stuff that I liked the least because it was like number one, it was way too loud and obnoxious, and number two, it was like all just a bunch of CGI schlock. It's mm-hmm. Like there was no tension, no anything to it in this movie. It wasn't believable, right? Like it's so it's so wild to me in this movie. Like Fast and the Furious franchise is pretty much set like with its feet on the ground, and then for them to like in- include this element of like. He's been genetically engineered and he's a superhero. <laughs> it, it, it now. started it started with Vin Diesel and his team stealing DVD players. Right? Yeah. And so now this is where at now is that Idris Elba is a superhero. Yeah. And he believes in the next stage of evolution and wants to kill half the world and be Thanos. You but see, I couldn't, even follow, like, I couldn't even follow that storyline. You know I, mean? like, I couldn't. That's all so dumb. But the enjoyable parts were the lighthearted bits the mm-hmm. bar- with, like, The Rock and his daughter were really fun. And then when the cameos show up and there's even more, like, comedic stuff, like, that was fun to watch. I enjoyed that. <laughs> and so... When Kevin Hart shows up, I didn't have that, like, I hate Kevin Hart reaction. I had, like, okay, another cameo. (laughs) Hopefully this will be fun. And Kevin Hart sucked. He was so boring and terrible. He just made me rethink what I already think about him is that he's useless and the opposite of a draw for me. Oh, my God. He was so bad. He got on that plane, though, somehow. In the least funny way possible. (laughs) The Rock's buddies really came through in this movie. And then, so the other cameos in there were um, the director's buddies, David Leach, who was the director of the Are we not going to say the biggest cameo of them all? Well, that's what I'm saying right now. Ryan Reynolds? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. So Ryan Reynolds and and Tom Delaney. I don't even want to, I don't know if we can even call him a cameo in this movie because he is a reoccurring part in this movie. Yeah, I think he's yeah. probably going to end up being... I bet you that's like... I bet you that's what The Rock is doing with this, right? It's because mm-hmm. he's already kind of burned his bridge with Vin Diesel. He's not going back to that movie. I yeah. think they've, like... Cause for Fast and the Furious 9, I think they've cast John Cena. Sweet! <laughs> Thumbs up! <laughs> oh, so, my God. Yeah. So they've, they've gotten The Rock out of that, that thing. The Rock's kind of escaped. He took uh, Jason Statham with him. And I think that this is what he was doing is he's building his new family, right? Where it's oh going to be like Ryan Reynolds is going to be in there with him. Tom Delaney, who I loved. Rob Delaney. Movie, or Rob Delaney. Yes, yes. Tom Delaney. He's really Rob funny. Delaney, who I loved in this. And he was talking about how... 
uh, Shaw beat him up in a bar and he doesn't even remember. Yeah. He was totally like they were both Deadpool and then the other guy that that auditioned for uh, uh, X Force in in Deadpool, who's the guy that just had no powers. You just saw the ad. Yes, right. That's that right. was hilarious. Yeah. yeah. So like. He, they were both those characters. They were both Deadpool and the, just the random guy. You it's, guys know wrestling. Like, Roman Reigns was Roman like a Reigns huge in, part of it. He didn't have any lines in it, though. Yeah, I know he did. That's a good thing. Yeah, like, I, I guess can't deliver a line. I can't do anything. Um, it is, <laughs> he did all the wrestling moves, though. Yeah, he did. <laughs> if you follow Rob Delaney's career from, like, the 2012 presidential election where he was just on Twitter trolling Mitt Romney hilariously. Like, that's what he was. Like, yeah. He was just r- ridiculous jokes on Twitter, then Mitt Romney trolling it on Twitter, then like from that he turned into like a pretty successful comedy career, and he had a show in England, and now he's in ma- major blockbuster movies as comic relief. Yeah. Like, what the heck, dude? Good yeah. for you. It's so sweet. I- I'm also very happy that The Rock realized that his brother had a 3D printer, and that was going to save the fate of the world. <laughs> yeah, because I was also right? was like, right? so he's a mechanic, but he can fix this very sophisticated virus dispensing machine. Because he has a 3D printer. I know. Oh I was also, because like, I, I didn't realize, so like she infected herself with the virus. I thought halfway throughout the movie, we're going to start to see her like decay or something. Sure. Like she was like the, she just. What's she, it called? The snowflake virus or something? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I I know. Like literally, the whole entire thing was like The Rock being like, "I want to go back to Samoa. I wanted that to be an, an element of this movie. How can we jam that in?" Yeah. And you know what though? I'll say like, "Oh my god, zero amount of making sense zero. that they would have to go there. That his brother, who d- runs a chop shop for <laughs> cars, would be able to fix the most an international chop shop. It's like who right? owns the 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 big motorbike chop shop in the states with like the handlebar mustache? And oh them get yeah, them. it's like going to that guy, right? With this scientific piece of tech, the, it's like, can you fix this? The, up until that point, only one place in the world, you know, was scientifically advanced enough, and this one Russian scientist to put it together for them. And then when it breaks, they're like, oh, my brother who replaces manifolds on, you know, fucking chop cars, he'll be able to figure but it again, out too, because it, it sort zero of makes it sort of makes sense in that like when rock, the rock was introduced to this franchise he was basically a glorified dog the bounty hunter right where he's, <laughs> right, right, right. he needed to catch vin diesel's characters and stuff so yeah. but i'll say even though that makes zero sense it was fun to have a, a action chase sequence in that place mm-hmm. so could they have spent 10 more minutes thinking of a more reasonable excuse to go there <laughs> probably maybe but cool it was a set against a cool backdrop five and a half Oh, not even a Ooh. solid six. So you liked you you'd watch Justice League over this, eh? Yeah, I think so. Wow. What about Bird Box? I didn't like Bird Box. <laughs> but you gave Bird Box a solid six. Did I? No, I didn't. Uh oh. Oh, we're gonna have to go. Did back. I? I think it'll be probably pretty easy to dig that I don't, up. I'm upset with myself if I gave Bird Box a solid six. Rating system, Kirsten, go. What? Uh, what do you rate Bird Box? Oh, out of- I, I, I gave it a seven. Like, I thought if it wasn't free, it might have had a lower rating. Yeah. So did you, didn't you give Black Panther a six? 6.5. Mm. Yeah, I gave Black Panther a So you would recommend 5. Bird Box over Black Panther? Mm, maybe if I'd seen Your Black Panther for flawed. free. <laughs> Your system is so flawed. Mm, That's not good. Maybe if I'd see, I know, let's, uh, Black Panther... Uh, I forget all my gripes about it now, but like, <laughs> I just I didn't enjoy Black Panther. 
that much. I know. Don't look at me like that. Art out of ten. Great. Uh, I gave Black Panther like a seven point eight. We're not (laughs) (laughs) bird box. But a six point five is above average, right? A six point five is above average. Okay, so sorry. What was your rating Uh, for bird box? Six. (laughs) All right, let's uh, hear what you guys thought of Netflix series The Boys. I haven't oh. seen it yet either, so... Oh, wait oh, a minute. I think I'm the only one. Oh, it's just you? It's on Prime. Oh, sorry. My apologies. Uh, you guys ought to watch it, I think. Yeah, well, I'm definitely well, I'm really interested. It. Yeah, I just haven't gotten around to it. Um, I'll say then, um, in a non-spoilery way, for you guys and for anyone who uh, is listening and who watched it and enjoy it, uh, it's pretty good. It's well-made. It's very interesting. Um, my The biggest thing that struck me is uh, the comic was written in, like, 2006, I think. And that's what it feels like. It feels because it's trying really hard to like uh, balance superhero things and like a commentary on superhero culture and celebrity culture and corporate culture and all these things uh, with you know it's like current day kind of political topics and um, zeitgeisty stuff. But it all feels like 2006 zeitgeisty stuff. So. You know, it's like um, there's a bit of a, like a Me Too thing that happens in it, but it feels more like 2006 if that was to happen then. It feels more like George W. Bush is the president and we're mad about that than it feels like Donald Trump is the president and we're mad about that. Huh. So I don't know if that's the takeaway that um, anyone else listening maybe you got the feel off of that is that they're sticking pretty close to the comic that was written in that time. Huh. That was the takeaway I had. Otherwise, I think it's a really fun show. It's interesting. Carl Urban is quite good, although he's pretty much just doing a Jack Sparrow impression the entire time. Oh. The main guy who plays Huey, which is like kind of your your protagonist, your like relatable teen protagonist, um, or he's not a teen. I guess he's a bit older. Um, I don't care for that actor at all. That's like a tough spot in it. But the guy who plays Homelander, on the other hand, who's like this like Superman guy, this like American Superman. Um, He's phenomenal as an actor, and like he runs the gamut and is so, so good. Everyone is really well cast, though. It's really interesting. If you like superhero stuff but kind of want to engage, maybe art that snobbery place in your brain where you like <laughs> think more about what you're watching and how it would be in real life and you know the different elements like that, um, I, I would recommend it. I think you all ought to watch it for sure. I know it kind of came out. There was some fanfare when the trailer came out, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, and I fully intend to watch it. Right. It's been time. Yeah, and I, so it's one of those shows where it's like, yeah, yeah I'll get around to it, but if you all uh, get into it and watch it, we can talk about it more because it's it's interesting. And Six it's episodes or eight? Eight, you know, like okay. 45 to an hour-ish episodes. Yeah, I heard, I heard it was very easy to watch. It was an easy watch. It's easy to watch, yeah. So, uh, And again, self-contained series, start and end. Love it. Oh, no. No, no. No, it lands on a cliffhanger. Never mind. Yeah. <sighs> Dang oh, it. yeah. I think they've already uh, go-aheaded a uh, season two. And so, oh, well. Yeah, but hopefully maybe not more than two or three. Anyways, yeah, it's good. It's really great. Geek out at the zone.fm is where you can email us if you have anything that you would like to say. Let's uh let's let's check the mailbag. No, okay, that's great. That's fine. However, Ian Olson from Boy Leadfoot, former band of the month, uh, got in touch with us through the Geek Out podcast page and said, this is for Kirsten or any other Star Wars geeks who may fancy a couple of Star Wars audiobooks featuring the exploits of the character Thrawn. Heir to the Empire was written as a sequel to Return of the Jedi uh, in the early 90s. Thrawn was created as an origin for the character to tie in with the Star Wars Rebels cartoon. Each is the first in its respective trilogy, one being... 
pre-Disney. Okay, well, I'm like, pre-Disney? Oh, yeah, pre-Disney. Another being post-Disney. In Thrawn, the narrator is imitating the voice actor from Rebels. That's Lark- Lars Mikkelsen, by the way. So the two books have different voices for the character, but the same narrator. So yeah, thank you for that uh, suggestion. Uh, Kirsten, I believe, from Vegas, said thank you so much. Um, Johnny has read them both, and they're super excited to listen to the audiobook. So thank you for that, Ian. <laughs> And yeah, you can get a hold of us through email or like the page, join the group, rate, review, subscribe to the podcast. I guess we're done, eh? So we can say hi from, from another member of the Zones podcast family. Hey, do you like hockey? Art, I'm talking to you. Do you like hockey? I kind of like hockey. Yeah, I kind of like it too. I also really, really like the Vancouver Canucks, even though they're going through a bit of a rough patch right now. Yeah, they suck. Piss on old time hockey. You're ruining it. I don't know if that's a nice thing to say, Art. We're trying to get people to listen to our podcast about the Canucks. Well, the thing about our podcast is it's awesome because the Canucks suck. It's fucking embarrassing! Well, it's just awesome regardless. So why don't you give it a listen? Mm-hmm. Where can we find it? iTunes, Podbean, Between the Stammers, your unofficial Canucks cast. Boom. Listen. Are we done? Is there anything else? I think we're done. Think cool. I think we're done. Um, wow. Boy, the order in this room. Art Aronson, where can we find you on the internet? At Art Aronson on all social media platforms and between the stammers, which uh, is still on hiatus. <laughs> I love how every week you're going to talk about how it's on hiatus. <laughs> That's great. Paul Plastino. Um, at Paul Plastino on all socials and uh, the PJ Party podcast, which is also on like one week off, like one week on, three weeks off type of thing because our schedules are so fucky on the radio right now and gen- generally only do them when we like put in a full week together which is, like, not right now through the summer. Yeah. But um, I'm getting lots of really nice messages from zoners who are, like, discovering that podcast and uh, going back and, like, plowing through old episodes and all that. So that's really nice. Thank you. And, uh, yeah, please find it. There's lots of episodes out there, and they're pretty fun to listen to. What I really enjoy is that I will listen to this podcast to hear myself talk. <laughs> yeah. um, and usually, uh, just because of timing, as soon as this this podcast is over, it's a PJ Party podcast, and I love that. I love your podcast. It's Thank great. you, Brian. Uh, Boytano nine one three on tweet, tweet, Twitter, and Instagram. Boytano nine one three and DJ Boytano on Facebook. Art, you're leaving, but I was going to tell you uh, that uh, you should do it between the stammers from that Canucks game that's going to be here at the arena. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Why will you listen you? to it then, Bud, and say that you really love that podcast? Of too? course I will. Of course I will. I won't, but I think it's a good idea. <laughs> Thank you, bud. I've listened to a Between the Stammers. You have listened to one. Yep. Listen yep. to one. You should get a bumper bumper sticker on your car. <laughs> hey, he did like my bumper sticker. I'm he just good. never put it on. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's right. I took one. I didn't put it on. Actions speak louder than words. <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, dear. I think my actions are speaking exactly as I want them to. Oh, God. Yeah. I'm Webmeister Bud on all socials. This has been the Geek Out Podcast. Thanks for listening. Bye. The Geek Out Podcast is a production of The Zone at 91.3. The views expressed here are not necessarily those of this radio station. And really, some of those views are pretty stupid. I mean, come on. For more on-demand audio from The Zone, visit thezone.fm slash podcast or the on-demand tab of our app. Thanks for listening, and thanks for being a zoner. And you know what? When you're letting talented people do whatever they want, sometimes you're going to fart out a turd like Paul.